I'm Lindsay Smith, host of the Unrivaled Podcast, the podcast where athletes share their journey to becoming pros and the passions that fuel them outside of their sport. Today, our guest is Kamu Gruget-Hill, Super Bowl champion, five-year NFL vet, and current linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. He's also very passionate about ocean preservation, and that's something we'll get into shortly. But first, let's welcome in Kamu. Hi, Kamu. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So unlike many professional football players, you did not start playing football until you were a senior in high school. How did football get on your radar? Growing up, we were a big soccer family and I played soccer my entire life. But it just it just for me, I don't know what it was when I got to high school. I kind of just got burned out of it. You know, I wanted to try other things. So I played all kinds of other sports, wrestling, I was playing basketball, doing all these other stuff. But all my best friends were football players just happened to be like that it was actually going into my junior year they were like hey you should try out for the team and I was like all right why not so I ended up trying out my junior year I make the team but I wasn't the best student so I technically was suspended the entire year so I didn't play the whole year my one year of actually playing high school football was my senior year when I finally got to play I fell in love with it the rest is that We are all very glad that you got at least one year under your belt. And (laughs) following that one year of high school ball, you only had one college offer, Eastern Illinois, but you were able to turn that into a professional career. How were you able to make the most of that opportunity? I think God just has shed his grace all over my life because the way I even got that offer was another thing. So the same best friend that got me to go to the tryouts my junior year, was the one who got offered to that school. The head coach just asked him like a week before signing day and was like, hey, do you got anyone else that can play? And he's like, yeah, you should check out my friend. And he came, flew to Hawaii. I think it was just he wanted to fly to Hawaii for a little vacation or something. But he came and offered me on the spot. And when I got there, I felt so in love with the sport that I just given it everything I had. It really wasn't until my junior year that I realized like, dang, maybe I can really do something like this. And I had great supporting cast that helped me get there. What would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned during your time at Eastern Illinois? For me, I'm just so family oriented and friendship is so big for me that I made most of my lifelong best friends in college. I saw firsthand what like true team bonding can do in success in a team sport, how we work together. Jimmy Garoppolo was our quarterback. We won three out of the four years that I was there. I think it's just kind of changed my perspective on the way I look at teams now. And then on to your NFL career. You were drafted in the sixth round by the New England Patriots in 2016, waived as a part of the final roster cuts, but then claimed off of waivers by the Philadelphia Eagles, eventually winning a Super Bowl championship. What did that experience teach you? So going back to how I I said just God's grace (laughs) over my life, being drafted in the first place was amazing, but being drafted specifically to that team was another big thing for me because Jimmy Grappa was there at the time. And I had kind of like an older brother that's been in the league a little bit that could kind of walk me through some things. The crazy thing is, so when I get cut and I get picked up by Philly, I'm pissed. Like I like call my mom. I'm like, I do not want to play in Philly. I don't want to do all this stuff, but it actually turned out to be one of the greatest experiences of my life. I made some some friendships there that I'll never go away. And that time in Philly really shaped me into who I am today. 
That phone call you had with your mom, what advice did she share with you? Or what did she say about how to approach this with the right mindset or outlook? She kind of said, this is just part of it. And you need to ride the wave like you always have. You've always been thrown with adversity and you just need to keep doing what you're doing. She was just being a mom. It really did help me because so much of me, especially being waved so early, I was like, am I going to be a bubble guy for the rest of my life? Am I going to be going team to team to team? It was hard at the time, but it worked out. She definitely helped me with that. And no one will ever be able to take away the fact that you are a Super Bowl champion. What was that experience like? Like, take me into the moment that you guys won. You know, the crazy thing is, especially for me being waived the year before and then going onto that team and then the next year showing up and the year just hit us so fast. We were really so dominant through the whole year. You didn't really have time to process what was happening. And it wasn't until that morning, the Super Bowl morning, I woke up and I was like, this is real. Like, this is really about to go down. It was a feeling that I pray, you know, I get the opportunity to feel again and obviously share with another team. To win it in that city at that time was something I'll never forget. And now, of course, you're playing with the Miami Dolphins. You're a handful of games in. What were your goals for this season and how are you working to accomplish those now? Yeah, I think coming here was big for me in a role aspect because Philly, like I said, was a great place for me. It kind of gave me my little nudge into the NFL, my little taste. I'm really trying to spread my wings more and, and get into my established role. And coming here to Miami and being with Brian Flores was big for me because he really drafted me in the first place. He knows what I can do and he knows what to expect from me. I think we're having a great start. You know, it could be better and we have so many things that we could look back on. But going forward, I think we're in a good spot right now. Kamu, while your journey is inspiring, to say the least, you are more than just an athlete. Tell me about your childhood growing up in Hawaii. I'm the youngest of four, but my older brothers and sisters are a lot older than me. I think that my oldest brother is like 19 years older than me. For a little bit of my life, I was kind of raised as an only child, but not really. Looking back now, I think that the childhood in Hawaii is amazing. And I think every opportunity you had, you're at in the water, you're at the beach. Summers were amazing. You go to soccer practice and you're skateboarding down downtown with your friends. You have your surfboards in your hand and you're jumping in the water. And I mean, it's just, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I'm so grateful for that. And of course, growing up in Hawaii um, allowed you to find a passion in ocean preservation, when exactly did that become important to you? So when I was uh, younger, my brother, for most of his 20s and 30s, now not so much, but he was a professional spear fisherman and he was one of the top in the world. So that was his passion, really, that kind of took me over a little bit. Every, every chance I get, he was really kind of my father figure growing up. He always had me in dive tournaments and we're out 8, 9, 10, 11 years old and we're out spear fishing and where my other brother is the surfer and they like to joke with me that that I'm the land animal because both of them are like our true true watermen and you know I ended up playing football it's just seeing them and growing up with them and their passion for the water it's it's something um something amazing that's funny you mentioned that I was just going to ask how are your water skills yeah <laughs> I, I got some skills, but not like them. They they actually tease me a little bit because they really can kill it in the water. My oldest brother will be at the beach. He'll be like, I'll be right back and go and catch like six fish, gut it, 
and we'll have like fresh sushi on the on the beach and then my other brother is just with his kids surfing and ripping waves and stuff and with his kids on the board it's just it's like another level so i mean it's awesome though what are some of your favorite memories of being outdoors or in or near the water and and how do you feel when you're surrounded by nature it's just such a big part of my culture and like who we are and what we do. I mean, I couldn't even give you one memory because I'm not even exaggerating when I'm back home. It's me, all my friends, all my brother's friends, all my family. It's like 50 people. We have these huge pictures in our house of just 50, 60 people. There's like 20 children, just a huge thing. We're at the beach, we're barbecuing kids, you know, people are all surfing. We're doing everything. We're just it's just, that's just what we do. That's just a, a regular Saturday to us. For me, that's my sanctuary right there. That's where I, I feel, you know, I look forward to those moments. I have a favorite beach back home. It's a little further than people would like to go to, but every time I'm home, my family, you know, I always beg them, like, come on, let's go to Waimea Bay. And so we do it there. And I just, I'm just, that's just pure happiness for me. What inspired you? I mean, you mentioned your family growing mm-hmm. up, but when did this desire to raise awareness and support this cause come about? Growing up, it's kind of just been, that's what it is. And, you know, in the Hawaiian culture, the, the ocean is so important. You, you get everything from the ocean. And I think growing up, I've seen how my brother is taking care of the ocean. You know, I'm five, four years old, and he's walking around the beach picking up trash. And it's like, he's not doing a charity event or anything. That's just his respect for the ocean and his respect for the land. I'm just so envious of my brother Kalai and my brother Kalei because they really instilled that in me. I think being here in Florida, it's not home, but there's a huge emphasis. I mean, I was just on the beach over here the other weekend. You can just see it's just, it could definitely be taken care of more. What organizations are you involved with to help support this cause? We're still very, very, very early in any of our efforts right now. Well, especially with COVID, it's, it's been near impossible to do anything. But, you know, we joined with the Surfrider Foundation out here. They had some connections back home, and we felt like they were a great fit. We were supposed to do an event, actually, last Tuesday down in Miami. We were going to do a beach cleanup. But, you know, like I said, because of COVID, it's just it's been it's been impossible to do something. But um, as soon as, as things open, I'm adamant about getting something going for sure. And I know you've got some things in the works or coming soon on ways that fans can also help support your initiatives. Tell me about that. With COVID, we're trying to we're trying to get people out and trying to get people to go out on their own and kind of do those little initiatives like, you know, I said my brother was doing. Just go to the beach, pick up some trash. If you're just even on the beach, I see people walking the beach all the time. Just pick up some trash. I think one thing that we're actually looking at is do that and take a picture Tag me in it, tag Surfrider, tag our foundation, and I'm going to send you game-worn cleats. We're going to send you, you know, goodie bags. We're going to send you all this kind of stuff. So we're just trying to get people to get out and kind of do, do some something for the ocean right now. Very nice. And then there's beach towels that can be purchased as well, right? So, yeah, we're working with Aloha Modern back home. They have some great things, and they're very involved back home with the ocean and the efforts there. But they make these super awesome microfiber towels. And uh, we're working with them right now. That's going to have like some, it's going to be like my own custom towels. We're trying to get those out. And, and that'll be a, definitely a big part of the gift, the gift baskets too. 
And then finally, Kamu, just having been involved in ocean preservation and environmental causes, what have you learned that you think we all should know? You just look at this is what straws and like soda cans and all these plastic bottles, what they're doing to just animals in the ocean in, in general. You see that there's, it's destroying reefs, it's destroying the coral. You don't really think about it when you're living life and, you know, you throw something on the ground. I think when we start there and we slowly begin to just kind of show the world what the difference can be, I think that's the starting point for sure. Kamu, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a little insight into your life and your journey. Um, Fans, be sure to follow him on Instagram and Twitter so you can stay in the know on all the things he's doing around ocean preservation and when you can get your own personalized Kamu beach towel. Thank you again so much. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for having me. This is the Unrivaled Podcast, giving fans a refreshing look at sports. I'm Lindsay Smith. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Look for Unrivals next inside the jersey profile of a likable professional athlete coming soon.